What's up, humans? Mic check. So, congratulations, humans, muggles, wizards alike. Everyone's invited to the Daily Science Report, where I'm going to go over some cool science news with you guys. And today, as a celebration for surviving the 2022 summer solstice, we are going to be talking about capacitors and how they play a role in our energy grid and uh, how they could protect us from solar storms in the future. And so I'm just having a hard time finding a homepage here. Here we are. So there's a lot of uh, interesting science news out today. Uh, Mars meteorite upsets the planet formation theory. Uh, there may be benefits of exercise in a pill. Uh, olive trees domesticated 7,000 years ago, according to a study, and the origins of the Black Death have been identified. So these are just some of a few interesting topics that came out just today. And But today specifically, I'd like to uh, concentrate on uh, capacitors. And what is a capacitor? Let's, let's just start with that. How to, how to define a capacitor. It's like a a battery that's able to store energy and release that energy very quickly. So I'm going to see if I can find that information for you guys real quick. We'll just define a capacitor before we get started. Um, a capacitor is a device that stores electrical energy in an electric field that is a uh, passive electronic component with two terminals. Uh, the effect of a capacitor is known as capacitance. I guess that would be its ability to uh, store energy and release it quickly. Um, so these are used for uh, storing electrical energy in little microchips you'll see them from time to time. Um, they have parallel plate capacitors. So it draws electrical energy from a battery and stores the energy inside the terminals uh, that connect two metal plates and they're separated by a non-conducting substance. When activated, a capacitor quickly releases electricity in a tiny fraction of a second. So yeah, I think that gives us a baseline understanding of what a capacitor is. And the reason I bring that up is because today we had an article in Wired about, it was called Here Comes the Sun to End Civilization. And they talk about how a solar flare, uh, powerful enough and pointed at the right direction, uh, similar to an event we had a few years ago, um, let's just say a few decades ago, the, Car the, I think the Carrington event. Yeah, I think I believe it was the Carrington event. Um, maybe killed some people. Uh, but a coronal mass ejection could potentially wipe out our electrical grid and potentially humanity with it if it's uh, large enough and pointed in the right direction. We are completely unprepared for this, uh, especially here in America. And so let me make sure... I'm back on track with you guys. There's no one in here. Right, right on. It's just me. And so, yeah, um, I wanted to bring that up because I have another 
part of this article I wanted to read to you guys. I think it would be interesting. Okay. It says here that one close call was enough. Uh, in the years after, Canada spent more than $1 billion on reali- uh, reliability upgrades, including capacitors for its most vulnerable transformers. To cover the entirety of the U.S., you're probably in the ballpark of a few billion dollars. That was some, uh, And so if you spread that cost out, it would equal a postage stamp per year per customer. Uh, so comprehensive grid hardening would be about 500 million a year for 10 years. Um, that's like a drop in the bucket compared to what we just gave to Ukraine, you know? Oh my God. We gave $40 billion to Ukraine, uh, just to protect our own electrical grid from just the baseline protection of our electrical grid here in the United States, looks like that would be about $5 billion, $5 billion, just a fraction of what we just gave to Ukraine. Our electrical grid isn't even protected. And so that's why I bring this up. <laughs> and uh, so uh, another interesting, uh, I guess, uh, part of the story would be something called supercapacitors. Let's get into what a supercapacitor is now. The difference between a supercapacitor and a regular capacitor. So a supercapacitor is, let's get the technical definition here, can also be referred to as an ultra capacitor or an uber capacitor. It's a high-capacity capacitor (laughs) with a capacitance value much higher than other capacitors, (laughs) but with lower voltage limits that bridges the gap between electrolytic capacitors and rechargeable batteries. So it bridges the gap between electrolytic capacitors and rechargeable batteries. Okay, so you're taking a regular electrolytic capacitor, uh, which is like a normal capacitor that we have in like a microchip or something. And you're basically stacking a bunch of those little tiny capacitors on top of each other and linking them all together to create a super capacitor, which has even more capacitance than a normal capacitor. It's a high capacity capacitor with a capacitance value much higher than other capacitors. I love that definition. Um, uh, yeah, amazing. Lower voltage limits. And that bridges the gap between electrolytic capacitors and rechargeable batteries. So supercapacitor, basically a bunch of little capacitors stacked together, working together to uh, be able to work something closer to an actual rechargeable battery. And they're very cool. Um, And so that brings me to my third and final point. Could hemp nanosheets topple graphene for making the ideal supercapacitor? Well, according to an article in American Chemical Society from August 12, 2014, uh, as hemp makes a comeback in the U.S. after a decades-long ban on its cultivation, scientists are reporting that fibers from the plant can pack as much energy and power as graphene, long touted as the model material model material for supercapacitors. Um, 
And let's see. They're presenting research, which a Canadian startup company is working on scaling up at the 248th National Meeting and Exposition of the American Chemical Society in San Francisco this week. And keep in mind, that was in 2014. So, yeah, we're like six years past that. And we don't seem to have a handle on our electrical grid being at least just hardened from solar uh, weather storms. Anyway, let's continue this article here from sciencedaily.com. It says that David Milton PhD explains the supercapacitors are energy storage devices that have huge potential to transform the way future electronics are powered. Unlike today's rechargeable batteries, which sip up energy over several hours, supercapacitors can charge and discharge within seconds, but they normally can't store nearly as much energy as batteries. An important property known as energy density. Once approach, uh, one approach researchers are taking to boost supercapacitors' energy density is to design better electrodes. Milton's team has figured out how to make them from certain hemp fibers, and they can hold as much energy as the current top contender graphene. Our, their device, uh, the device's electrochemical performance is on par with or better than graphene-based devices. The key advantage is that the electrodes are made from bio-waste using simple process and therefore much cheaper than graphene. The race towards the ideal supercapacitors largely focused on graphene, a strong light material made of atom-thick layers of carbon, which, uh, when stacked, can be made into electrodes. Scientists are investigating how they can take advantage of graphene's unique properties to build better solar cells, water filtration systems, touchscreen technology, as well as batteries and supercapacitors. Problem is it's expensive. So Milton's group decided to see if they could make graphene-like carbons from hemp bast fibers. These fibers come from the inner bark of the plant and often are discarded uh, from Canada's vast growing industries that use hemp for clothing, uh, construction materials, other products. The U.S. could soon become another supplier of bast. It now allows limited cultivation of hemp, which, unlike its close cousin, does not induce highs. Uh, scientists had long suspected there was more value to the hemp bast. It was just a matter of finding the right way to process the material. We've pretty much figured out the secret sauce of it. Uh, that was uh, Milton, who is now with the Clarkson University in New York. The, he says the trick is to uh, really understand the structure of a starter material and tune how it's processed to give you what you would rightfully be called amazing properties. What would rightfully be called amazing properties. Sorry. This team uh, found they had heated the fibers to for 24 hours at a time, a little over 350 degrees, and then blasted the resulting material with more intense heat. It would exfoliate into carbon nanosheets. Amazing. So I'm going to read that for you guys one more time. So his team found that they heated the fibers for 24 hours at a little over 350 degrees Fahrenheit and then blasted the resulting material with more intense heat. And that would exfoliate into carbon nanosheets. So 
Milton's team built their supercapacitors using the hemp-derived carbons as electrodes and an ionic liquid as the electrolyte. Fully assembled, the devices performed far better than commercial uh, supercapacitors in both energy density and the range of temperatures over which they can work. Uh, the, temp- the hemp-based devices yielded energy densities as high as 12 watt-hours per kilogram, two to three times higher than conventional counterparts. They also operate over an impressive temperature range from freezing to more than 200 degrees Fahrenheit. We're past the proof-of-principle stage for the fully functional supercapacitor, he says. We're now gearing up for small-scale manufacturing. So that was in 2014. Why the fuck is our energy grid not protected by supercapacitors? I'd like to know. Um, anyone has any questions? Happy to take any. Uh, I'm about to end the show. Just in a couple minutes, just a quick little show. Keep you guys updated. What's up, Charlie? Thanks for popping in. Um, but yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to drop those in comments. Send me a message. We can, um, explore this later, I think, in a topic on another one of my shows uh called the debullshit movement so debullshit show i think would be a good topic for this one this would be a good topic for that show actually so it started off as a science show but uh there's a lot to uh <laughs> unpack here <laughs> so uh i guess that's it for today uh hope you enjoyed that hope it's not yeah quick 13 minute show just to update you guys on uh what a capacitor is, what a supercapacitor can do and how we can derive those from hemp and put those to use, uh, protecting our electrical grid from a potential solar storm, which could potentially end civilization without this $5 billion fix. And that's just a quick napkin estimate, guys. I didn't even consider the cost of these, uh, hemp supercapacitors so um yeah with that i guess i'll just leave you guys to think about that feel free to recommend any topics you would like me to dive into a little deeper anything you'd like to know about um any articles you'd like to go over happy to throw a show together anytime so thanks for tuning in i hope you learned something i know i certainly did i'm offended by what i learned And I look forward to hearing what you guys think about that. So enjoy the solstice. You guys stay cool. Uh, The Mars Volta just dropped new music called Black Light Shine. And it gave me chills in the middle of a Texas summer solstice. So I can't recommend that enough to you guys as well. Make sure you give them a check out. And uh, that's it, guys. Have a cool rest of the solstice and I'll catch y'all next one uh next time on the next one <laughs>